Welcome everybody to the Out of Home Insider Show, a podcast like no other, hosted by the one and only Tim Rowe. Get ready to have some knowledge dropped on you and to be entertained because nothing's more valuable than food for your brain. So sit back, relax, we're about to dive in as the best industry podcast is about to begin. Conversations start, and you know this, conversations start and then you're like, damn it, I wish I had pressed record back then. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it I just happens it. too many times. Um, so, so you know, maybe we just, we can just start because I'm going to ask you the same questions. I'm not going to make an answer sure. twice and we just roll in. It's kind of like Joe Rogan, if you've ever listened to Joe Rogan. <laughs> of course. We'll yeah. just, ro- just roll in. So, Matai, like, you know, the way that, that, the way that you came onto my radar was a little bit, uh, a little bit different than most folks do. It turned out that we were already connected because duh, like that makes sense. But, uh, Matai, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then, uh, maybe we'll, we'll get to know you a little bit better about, uh, some wall street bets. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm kind of the oddball, right. In the out of home industry, uh, because we all are, we're all little, we, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but my background is actually digital marketing. So I started off like something like 10 or 11 years ago now, Jesus. Uh, started working in PR initially. Then I moved into advertising at Leo Burnett Publicis. Then I worked in some e-commerce companies where I did the whole, uh, the entire digital marketing ecosystem. And in the meanwhile, at some point, I co-founded what is now TPS Engage as like a side hustle project. But in time, it became something uh, that stood on its own two feet. So and here we are now, basically. So tell me about TPS Engage. Like, where do you fit into the ecosystem? Uh, well, uh, if we're going into technicalities, we're basically a DSP. So where we fit in is we bring demand to billboard owners. And the way we differentiate from other DSPs is that we do two things really well. Uh, one is hourly buying. So we go with uh, what is called in most places programmatic guaranteed. So we be, we're firm believers that if you buy outdoor, you should know exactly when your ad will run and what hours it will run. Uh, in and the second thing is dynamic creative so we're from like the wall street bets thing i think is the best example uh it's not dynamic creative but it is real time so we're firm believers in the power of creative for out of home and we try to make that as best as we can got it that makes plenty of sense i'm gonna bring up uh sorry for the little pause there i want to bring up The GameStop Wall Street bets. <laughs> you know, if, if you're not familiar with this story, uh, I, I think we're gonna have uh, Matai fill us in a little bit here. This is how you came across my radar. Again, we were already connected, uh, but you certainly made a splash here. And uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, then I'll link it out in the comments below. But this is awesome. This is awesome. And t- so like, what's the deal with this Wall Street bets and GameStop? Like I go there to buy my son video games. Um, <laughs> GameStop, really? GameStop to the moon. Yeah, so I came across the whole, I don't know what to call it, initiative, community driven uh, craze, I guess. Uh, randomly, so um, I I am a, I use Reddit pretty often, which is funny enough because I'm originally from Europe and Reddit is not that popular in uh, Europe. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but it's obviously huge in the US. So I used it and I uh, I use it and I started to see people kind of gathering around this community called Wall Street Bets, 
and basically saying, hey, let's stick it to the big guys. Let's go against the big hedge funds. And because there's this trend of everyone becoming an amateur trader because of Robinhood and because of uh, other apps that allow the average Joe to trade, uh, let's do let's all band in together and show them that they can't manipulate the stock price just because they have billions of dollars at their disposal. And that became a huge thing, I guess, that resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people started to buy what they call meme stonks. So basically, they were buying stock that made no sense because in 2021, if somebody could pitch GameStop to you as a company, you would laugh them out of the room, right? Right, right. If I if I called you up with, hey, I got a hot stock tip, you should buy GameStop, uh, I'm probably not going to be very yeah. credible. So this started like a couple of weeks ago, right? It's a fairly recent yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. Funny enough, the community was pretty big even before that. So it had like around 2 million people, I think. Uh, and mostly they were talking, I, they were either making jokes about uh, various other stocks uh, or actually giving financial advice. Well, not financial advice, but just saying what they're doing and some people would follow would follow along. But no, now Mats- it's, Mats- I, think- I, I should I should interrupt you. We need to yeah. read the list, the disclaimer from our uh, from our attorneys here. Like this show <laughs> is not a guaranteed of future uh, earnings or to per- be perceived as financial advice. All right, continue. <laughs> yes, that's a good call. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that's what they say as well. This is not financial advice, but there were a lot of people basically talking about the stock market. Um, and at some point, so they were like 1.5, 2 million people in that community. Now it's 8 million something. Eight and, and a like half a, million. I checked it this morning. Eight yeah. and a half million. Like a week ago, it was 7.7. Eight and a half million people on yeah. one subreddit pumping it's up GameStop. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of amazing stories about this guy who is now kind of the Jesus of the uh, of this community called uh, Roaring Kitty, or that's a code name because the user Reddit name is I think uh, Deep Fucking Value. Pardon my French, um, <laughs> but that's his username. And he made he put in something like fifty k I think early in the craze, and he made something like forty something million dollars out of wow. invested. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of to- people on there like that, like people that have no business investing, but they put in the $600 stimulus check they got and yeah, paying off houses and doing all sorts of craziness. Yeah, of course, a lot of people are also lost money because there's like people who invested right at the top uh, and they they lost uh, money, but a lot of people also made money. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Awesome. Do you do you see do you see this? Where's the where's GameStop today? Where's it trading today? And how do you think that this all plays out? Oh, I think, funny enough, I think if GameStop is smart, they could actually use all of this uh, to their advantage as a business because now there's like affinity towards the brand, right? Uh, So they could definitely build something uh, uh, by using this momentum. And I was reading that they hired executives to move the business into e-commerce and all that. So who knows, five years from now, we might be actually talking about GameStop, who is a a serious contender for digital um, um, digital games and selling, I don't know, maybe it becomes the next team, if I know. But it's a good opportunity for them. I don't think they expected this kind of opportunity to come again, right? No kidding, right? They were they were packing their bags, writing last will and testaments. That that puppy was about dead, and and this it's cool, right? It shows it shows truly the power of the people. And um, you know, I've had a few conversations with with some other folks uh, on Wall Street bets. Uh, we haven't recorded, so this is first. This is exciting to be able to do. Um, but just average. 
average Joe's, like you said, I talked to a college kid the other day, uh, goes to BYU. He's plays Oregon for the men's choir there, just got married and, you know, set up a Roth IRA for him and his wife and figured like, I'll buy some of this GameStop stock. And then what happened next was like the whole community just started doing billboards. Like here's some on the screen. It's so cool to see. And, And my question to him was like, why, why are you doing a billboard? He's like, honestly, I never thought I could afford it. it. One other Redditor like said he was doing a billboard for 20 bucks a day. And I figured I could buy a share of stock or I could maybe inspire some other people to get involved or, or to hold the stock. So, I mean, the whole community has leaned into outdoor. What do you think that this does long-term? Actually, that's his billboard right there. The one down here in the middle, GME to the Mars to Mars yeah. with the yellow and white. That's a, uh, that's his billboard. Like, did you expect to see this sort of response about outdoor from the Reddit community? Well, honestly, I hoped for it. Obviously not expected it because uh, it's easy to say you expect it now after you see it. Uh, but I was hoping at best maybe that people would get hyped about just the picture of a billboard and say, okay, that's so cool. Look at it for two seconds, upvote it, and then move on with their day. But yeah, what happened was way more intense. And the the story of how the first billboard went viral is really funny, actually, because so the guy who posted it uh, was a guy who saw something that I posted on a different subreddit because uh, the Wall Street Bets subreddit has a very tough uh, auto mode. It's a bot that moderates all the content. Okay. and it just bans random content because with 8 million people there, of course, a lot of people are posting stuff that shouldn't be there. Uh, so the poster of the billboard was not getting through, but this guy saw it somewhere else and he posted it on the subreddit, uh, the, the thing you just, show, you just showed. And then he actually, in the comments, uh, he, added, he added credit to, uh, to my Reddit account and also said, hey, apparently you can book this uh, here. And he linked to our website. Uh, which was crazy. I think if you scroll down, you'll see the the comment as well. It should be pretty high up. Um, yeah. So what? While, while you search, I'll say the rest of the story. So he posted that, and that was uh, on Saturday, and we immediately saw an influx of a huge number of uh, people coming coming in. Uh, I think it's a bit uh, lower down. Coming in uh, on the website, the website immediately crashed, to be honest. But thankfully, we were all on call. So in like 10 minutes, it was up. Yeah, there it is. That's the one. So he posted this. Uh, where it, it says like he put the whole schedule of it. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, there's, wow. there's actually a, someone did a Google map. Uh, with all the billboards, I don't. How know cool it. is that? I mean, look yeah. at this list. There's got to be there's got to be billboards in 30, 40 cities right now. Yeah, something like that. So it's really cool. So the guy posted to our website. The website crashed. Uh, he, we then updated it. He sent an, an, a new link. Uh, he then also uh, he then also added a, another link to to Blip, uh, which I think is really amazing. And I've seen a lot of people buying billboards and putting screenshots either from our platform or from or from Blip, which I think is really cool, because yeah, it, it shows that it wasn't just hey, our link was there, so people clicked on it, but there was actually active interest, right? Because people were looking, when they saw our website crashed because of the traffic, they were like, okay, what other solutions are there out there? So they ended up going to other places as well, which I think is really cool for the entire industry. 
Right. That's good for the end. It's the rising tide floats all boats theory. And we actually just had Brent Thompson from blip on the, the episode awesome. just came out. Yeah. Um, so it'll be great to have the follow-up one too, because right. Like for the out of home industry, it really matters. Like these are real dollars that are going to real media owners and, um, and kind of preserving the beauty of outdoor, which is like the last bastion of free speech. When we, when we see, you know, there's so much conversation about the media and social media, um, and outdoor really has a special place there. Do you, do you think that that has long-term staying power for outdoor? The opportunity right now, when we look at the media landscape, like outdoor has that superpower. Definitely. I still think it's, so of course, online has the possibility to give a voice to literally everyone. But I think what outdoor does really well is that it it's able to it's still extremely accessible but it's also a cleaner space of expression right it's more curated which by default gives it trust and give it gives it the possibility to uh build on something better than you can with a facebook or a reddit or a twitter post right because in online you have to filter through the garbage unfortunately right to find valuable content whereas in outdoor you know that if it's there some people looked at it and said, yeah, this qualifies for it to be here. And if we are able to make that available to as many people as possible, I think that helps the entire industry. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Where For, for TPS, where, where do you fit into the market? Is it the small business who's trying to get on a billboard? Do you play with like more mid-market uh, advertisers, Is it enterprise brands? Maybe it's a mix of, of all of the above. Like, Where's your sweet spot? So I'd say it's somewhere between mid-market and enterprise. Uh, for mid-market, the value is that we're able to book hourly slots. So each um, so each client and each brand knows that they want to reach people at a certain hour, especially in out-of-home. So we're able to offer that. Uh, and for bigger clients, we're able to offer the dynamic creative possibilities where we can link to their own data or our data or public data and show custom content based on various triggers. So we've had the best experience. We initially started as very SME focused, but in time we realized we were uh, serving middle and enterprise clients better actually. That's really interesting. And the, the dynamic creative, maybe can you, can you give a little more color to that? Like wh- what, what can I do as a brand uh, with dynamic creative on digital out of home? Yeah, so actually explaining this, I think is the biggest challenge because the short answer is everything, but that means nothing, right? So nobody gets excited <laughs> when I say, hey, you can do everything. Anything you want. Like anything what, you maybe, maybe like what are the most common uses or the yeah. way that, that you think is most effective? So I think the, the beauty of this is that if you have, if you know exactly what you want to say, you're able to deliver this message in a better context and impact more people. So for example, we've, uh, we've worked with uh, Uber Eats, who did a really cool campaign, in my opinion, uh, that decided to show different restaurants and different, uh, different, um, different food based on the proximity of the billboard to the restaurant. So the delivery rate, basically, and wow. um, uh, reviews in the app. So you can say, if this is delivering in Manhattan, I want to show it on the billboard rather than just say order pizza or order whatever. Sure, They can link their own data, for example. So if they see that a certain area, uh, this they haven't done, but this, it's something that can be done. Uh, if they see a certain area has a high demand for uh I don't know, uh, Turkish food, they can show Turkish restaurants that deliver in that specific area. So that kind of dynamic 
Yeah, when we say dynamic creative, that's what we refer to, like show messages that are more relevant to people in proximity of that billboard automatically as much as possible, of course. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and how about inventory? Are there markets that that you do exceptionally well? Is it is it everywhere international? Like, what's what's the inventory makeup look like? Mm-hmm. So right now, I think in terms of um, in terms of uh, inventory, we're at around two hundred and seventy thousand screens. Wow. So we uh, thousand screens, yeah. So two hundred seventy k. So we work mostly in the. I think we have the best success in uh, the U.S. and Western Europe. Um, we'll, but we also have a, a inventory in uh, Asia, for example. So I lived in South Korea for the last uh, year and a bit. Actually, the whole COVID pandemic hit me when I was in South Korea. So that was a fun experience. And you're and you're in Romania now and coming back to the States here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from Romania and I came here for the holidays and I'm here now, but coming to, uh, yeah, to the States next week. So you get to see like... You get to like the, the the world of out of home. Where where <laughs> where do you where do you think like domestically here in the United States? And we can we can extrapolate this conversation a little bit because so a lot of the audio audience is here domestically. The YouTube audience is mostly international. Like what what do you think is interesting about the the composition of the global out of home market? Since you are obviously traveling a lot, but but you're at the the tip of the spear here in it. Yeah, so definitely the U.S. is by far the most mature market when it comes to out of home. That it has diversity, uh, it has premium inventory, and it has probably the, some of the most amount of data that it can offer advertisers. It's interesting, for example, in South Korea, uh, and I'll talk about it for a second because I'm more familiar with it. Uh, out of home is extremely exclusive, so. They don't really, of course, everyone likes money. So, of course, they accept advertisers there. But the attitude towards it is more exclusive and more, um, they don't really want to position it as um, a channel that anyone can jump into and do things there. I think it's because of the culture. It's also because they want to they want to have bragging rights for being there. So, they're not really fans of pushing um transparency and democracy when it comes to out of home. Um, In Europe, especially in Eastern Europe, uh, since it's still a developing market when it comes to digital out of home, I think a lot of things are happening really fast and we're actually kind of burning some stages and skipping some steps. It's the same that happened with the the internet here because we got the internet infrastructure later than the US and more developed markets. Now, Now we have some of the fastest internet out there because the infrastructure that came was already high end when it came. Um, so I think we're kind of rushing through the digital out of home expansion phase in Eastern Europe. Um, and then Western Western Europe, I think it's kind of a mix of both. So I, it's somewhere in my opinion between, uh, between Eastern Europe and the US because it has really premium inventory, but it also has a lot of small screens through indoor locations and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, it's great to know that you have inventory available internationally because um, it's it's a smart approach that you're taking. I'm, I'm really compelled and I'd love to continue this conversation after after Definitely. the episode here. For folks that do want to learn more, where should they go? How do they how do they get in touch with you? Uh, so it's pretty easy. TPSengage.com. If they, we have a pretty unique name, so we're easy to find. Uh, and in my case, I, I did put my social media on private for a second when the Reddit craze started yeah. because I was kind of concerned. But, but now they're open as well. So 
my name again if they search my name they usually find my socials and everything really easily cool yeah. we'll, ma- we'll make sure that uh that 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 your name and everything is linked out in uh in the description below what are you most excited about in 2021 uh, I'm really exciting. I think it's, uh, I'm really excited about the bounce back, right, of, uh, of out of home. So 2020 was a difficult year for the entire industry. But I think now uh, with things like this happening and people starting to talk about going outside, uh, going outside viral billboards, and we're only in February, right? February just started. So I'm excited about really cool and creative things that can happen this year in order to because I feel there's a lot of pent up excitement. People have been staying indoors for so long, and I'm I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm tired. Like I'm exhausted of seeing the same also. four walls over oh and my. over again. Yeah, it just snowed for two days straight here, and it was the most claustrophobic feeling. Because I'm like, all right, like I'm already mostly stuck at home because it's cold and it's the Northeast and it's and it's you know January February. Then it snowed for two days straight. We got thirty inches of snow, and the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, even if I could go out, there's nowhere to go. What a what a strange feeling. Just uh, and and my friend Rick Robinson from Billups put it best. Like we we own the word out, right? Like the world yeah. is coming back outside here in a few months, and uh, it's going to be an exciting time for out of home. I think I, I'm with you there. Are you a podcast guy? Uh, uh, do you, are you a reader? Where do you go for education, motivation, inspiration? Uh, I do listen to a couple of podcasts, but I've recently started, so I'm still kind of uh, discovering them. I do watch uh, a lot of uh, a lot of YouTube, and I read a lot of uh, articles as well. Um, into honestly, I kind of hate myself for this, but it's been harder and harder to sit down and actually uh, read books because of all the fast-paced things that are happening today. And I've actually recently discovered the marketing TikTok. And I know this sounds so counterintuitive because TikTok is for any, tell, anything. Tell me more. Come on. We just talked about Reddit for 20 minutes. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, there's a what's, what's the TikTok. What's the TikTok marketing? What's marketing TikTok? Marketing TikTok is basically people talking about marketing. Uh, even if we're talking, I haven't seen a lot of comments on outdoor, by the way. Um, funny enough, the one of the, uh, the guys, yeah, yeah, the guys from uh, New York Post that picked up the billboard that we did, found it on TikTok initially because I just posted it on my personal account because I was like, okay, the algorithm is pretty nice, so why not let's get some free views? Maybe it get it gets picked up, and it did. And I've started to follow some very specific accounts that talk about SEO marketing, uh, PPC marketing, um, growth hacking, and stuff like that. But I haven't seen one in specifically for outdoor marketing. So guess I'm- guess what the first post is going to be? This episode, <laughs> out of home insiders going to TikTok. You might even get a dance or two because I like all right this. <laughs> This is if you hate yourself for not reading more, I hate myself for uh, for the fact that I've been thinking about I could be a really good TikTok dancer. So now you've inspired me. I can talk about marketing and do dances. Seems like a sweet spot. Yeah. And multitasking is like the main thing now, right? Right, right. Listen to a podcast while you read and while you do a dance. If you're exactly. not productive, you're ruining your life. <laughs> That's when, when, I, when I buy books, I buy, I buy the audio book and the book, and I read the book while listening to the book. <laughs> And that's redundant. So, uh, so why not go on TikTok? Awesome, Matt. It's been awesome. This has been a lot of fun. We'll uh, we'll have to do like Thanks. a year in review after we've done a whole bunch of campaigns and and to check in, see what happens to uh, to the diamond hands. <laughs> Definitely, I'd love it. I'd love that.
Awesome. Hey, if you found this episode to be entertaining, helpful, please share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy. And as always, smash that subscribe button down there in the corner and we'll see you guys next time.